0: to today's episode of the New Science of Physical Health, where we've got one mission in mind, how to help you and the people that you care about to outsmart sickness, disease and premature death. Let's dive into it right now in today's episode. Everybody, thank you for joining me here at the next lesson in the New Science of Physical Health. Look at the title that I've got on today's lesson a long title but it's really important and I thought this through at it to great length here it is mastering the world's number one health biometric with dr. Peter Atiyah Hugh Jackman's doctor so a great Aussie link and for those of you who missed my last episode last lesson where I talked about walk through some things about dr. Peter Atiyah He's also in a documentary on National Geographic, which I saw on Disney+, where he does some work with another famous Australian actor, uh, and that is Chris Hemsworth, the guy who almost forgot his name for a second. Another one? Yes, another one. Chris Hemsworth. We all know his major role over the past decade has been as Thor, the God of Thunder, in all those great Marvel movies and the great Avenger movies. I read all those comics growing up. Mastering the world's number one health biometric. You're going to find out what that is with Dr. Peter Atiyah. The most modifiable health metric in history. Its its impact can raise your health status. You're going to hear Dr. Peter Atiyah talk about this by a factor of times 10. This is amazing. It can also reduce clinical complications from obesity, heart attacks, stroke, diabetes and metabolic disease by 30 to 54%. And that's some of the research from another professor. So there's the title about this this metric, this biometric. So here's here's what was happening. This is how I came across the work of Dr. Peter Atiyah. I was watching YouTube and it has this algorithm you know, from whatever I was watching before. And it suggested that there was a podcast there. And I can't remember the title of Dr. Atiyah's um, podcast. He's a medical doctor. And, and um, I was watching it, and then this episode, so I started watching this podcast, so uh, I think it's called the Human Performance Lab, something like that. Anyway, it's, a, it's two doctors, Dr. Peter Atia, and this other doctor who I'll talk about later in this episode. They were talking about this particular topic when I was listening to it, and I just about to coin an expression, drop my marbles when he made a statement. This is what he said in a major critical part of this 10-minute podcast or this 10-minute excerpt from a podcast. There is a medical biometric more profound than anything else in causing an increased lifespan and healthy lifespan. The medical biometric he was talking about is exactly what I've included inside my OutSmart Classroom courses and in particular, one of the courses in there called the algorithm so i've based that my course that particular course on the global medical research of professor ulrich wisloff from norway he's a cardiologist and exercise physiologist up there at the norwegian up there from me might not be from you because we have this show going out to 93 countries but um he's at the norwegian university of technology and science one of the most esteemed professors in the world, Professor Wisloff, at converting research into actionable outcomes. So, more about that later. He created, Professor Wisloff, an algorithm that measures and converts your physical activity into a health impact score. More on this in just a moment. Any physical activity, planned, unplanned, recreational, all types of activity. I've also ha- I have also programmed my new AI health teacher called DocSmart, which I've talked about in some previous lessons, to focus users on this same medical biometric that Dr. Peter Atia talks about and mentions in his podcast. So if, if this is the first time that you're um, tuning into a lesson with me, DocSmart is a technology exclusively found inside my OutSmart classrooms, an AI technology that gives you something called just-in-time feedback to any personal health question that you might have on a one-to-one basis. The feedback that you get is a fusion of these three things. My 37 years of teaching health and physical education in schools and the lessons that I've created, these courses, the one I just mentioned, the algorithm, and there's several others plus the 100 PhDs that I've worked with over the past 10 years and the power of today's AI technology that provides machine learning, deep learning, natural language processing and computer robotics. More on that later. Here is exactly what Dr. Atia says on his podcast word for word. I'm going to walk you through a section of the conversation rather than because I don't have the rights to that particular podcast, but I have Taken the transcript of it, I'm going to walk you and share with you why I would never teach. This is interesting. I would never teach users this medical principle the way that Doctor Atia, Doctor Atia, does. It's very interesting because he is a an expert medical professional. But he is so. It, this is my uh, my supposition, my opinion, my my thoughts. Doctor Atia is teaching the correct science. But his explanation and sharing of the framework behind the medical biometric, in my opinion, will not cause listeners to go out and change their behaviour around this medical biometric. So he talks about it, but the way he talks about it, my estimation, most people listening to that won't go and use the medical biometric. But they need to. And that's his whole point. They need to. The effect of his teaching method... And and once again, this is my area of expertise. The effect of his teaching method is that over 1.2 million people listen to his episode, this podcast, about this medical biometric. But I'm going to suggest to you from experience as a teacher, 37 years of teaching, based on the way that it was delivered and the frameworks surrounding the way that he delivered it, I'm going to suggest to you that few, if any people, sort out the framework that they could use easily in their life to modify the medical biometric that Dr. Atiyah talks about. We're going to get to what it is in just a moment, by the way. So like almost all doctors, they are brilliant on the medical science, as was as Dr. Atiyah. But converting medical research into actionable behaviour change with a usable framework, that's not their strength. I totally get why that is too. The difference is that I've been perfecting and practising my teaching craft and in professional development in classrooms, face-to-face for 37 years. During that same time period, I think Dr. T is roughly around my age, a bit younger. In that same time period, let's say around 30 years, he's been a medical expert and I think a researcher. As a teacher... I need his medical research work to convert his expertise and the peer-reviewed published studies to convert into simple frameworks that will cause people to then go out and improve their behavior when it comes to health actions and lower their risk of sickness, disease, and premature death, which is what I'm obsessed in doing. Creating frameworks and simple lessons to help people lower their risk of sickness, disease, and premature death. I'm totally obsessed about it. So let me come back to the concept of how do you teach the medical biometric that's that, so that people will improve their health behaviours? So I'll talk about that in just a moment. But right now, before I get to that and how you teach it so that they change their behaviours, let me walk you through a short transcript of what Dr. Artia was saying but it's two doctors, and he, and in my notes here is Doctor Peter Atiyah and Doctor Andrew Huberman. I think it might even be called the Huberman podcast. I, I can't quite remember. I've got to look at that look at that back up. So if you look at so here's what. So I'm going to walk you through uh, the next probably two or three minutes, maybe a bit less transcript of what Doctor Atiyah and Doctor Huberman were saying. So here we go. Doctor Atia. if you look at something called CRF, that's the medical biometric, by the way. It's even more profound. You look at people who are in the bottom 25% CRF scores for their age and gender, then you compare them to the people who are in the 50th and 75th percentile, you're talking about a two times difference, a 2x difference roughly in risk of all cause mortality. Now, he's talking about something called all-cause mortality. Most people in the general community don't know what that means. All causes of sickness, disease, and premature death. That's what it means. So from car accidents to heart attacks and strokes. So if and so in his opening statement, he's saying, if you have a C, CRF, is this medical biometric? I'm not going into the medical definition of it right now. Come to a bit more explanation about around that and why I'm not talking about CRF scores and giving you a definition right here. But that is the medical biometrics, CRF scores. And he's saying people in the, in that opening paragraph, people who are in the bottom 25% for their age and gender, because you can score it, there's a test that you can do, compared to people who are in the 50th to the 75th percentile, so the top half and top, um, top um, third, you, there's a 2x difference in risk of all-cause mortality. So the people in the bottom have a two times more Chance of sudden premature death and sickness and disease. Doctor Hibman goes, "Wow, yeah." Doctor Peter Atiyah again. If you compare the bottom 20, this is interesting. The bottom 20. So take up, uh, take every person in the world, every adult, and their age and gender. So I'm 57. You might be 27 listening to this. Whatever it is, you are. If you take, if you compare the bottom 25% for your age and gender, so CRF scores to the top two plus five percent you're talking about bottom quarter to the elite for any given age. You're talking about a five X difference between all cause mortality. And Dr. Huberman goes, that's incredible. Dr. Peter Atia says, 400% difference in all cause mortality. That's probably the single strongest association for any modifiable behavior. Now, just as a quick note, I think I mentioned at the top of the show that it's a 10 X difference. But it's, when I go through the notes, it's actually a 5X difference. So people, who, what he's saying there is, you compare the top 2.5% of people with a CRF score, it's compared to the bottom 25%. There's a 5X difference in longevity, lifespan, and healthy lifespan all cause mortality. So 400% difference. And, and doctor, this is a critical thing. This is where I kind of drop my marbles. Dr. Atiyah is saying that's probably the single strongest association I've seen for any modifiable behavior, meaning of all the things that you can do. Dr. Atiya is saying that improving your CRF score from the bottom 25% for your age and gender, and I'm going to walk you through more about this in a minute after I go through the rest of their, their transcript from their podcast, that you're gonna have the most impact on lifespan, healthy lifespan, and lowering your risk of sickness, disease, and premature death. So Dr. Huberman says this. So when you say elite, because he said people at the top 25.5% for CRF scores, you're in the elite category. So this is what, um, that's what Dr. Atiyah just said. But Dr. Huberman goes, so when you say elite, these are the people that are running marathons and at a pretty rapid clip, question mark. Dr. Peter Atia, not necessarily. It's just what the CRF score is for your age and gender. So he goes, my CRF score would be elite for his age group. I think he's around 50 as a male. But then, again, I'm training very deliberately to make sure, this is what he says, he's training very deliberately to make sure that it is in that category. So all the physical activity that he does, he's trying to raise his CRF score. So he wouldn't consider himself, this is what he says, I wouldn't consider myself elite at anything more as far as being an athlete, but I still maintain a CRF score that is elite for my age. This is a really critical point and a discussion point I'm gonna come to in a moment when I break it down. So Dr. Peter Artia goes, but that's the point. You don't have to be a world-class athlete to be elite here. Meaning, to have a high CRF score for your age and gender, you do not have to be elite. And it's not a measurement of the worst person to the highest person, by the way, side issue. It's every person can get their CRF score into an elite category for their age. There's no barrier to that. It's just doing the correct dose of physical activity. More on that in a minute. So Dr. Huberman goes, so maybe we could talk a little bit about the specifics around the training to get into the top 2.5% or the top top 25%. Because it seems that those are enormous positive effects of cardiovascular exercise. Far greater, for example, than the sorts of effects or numbers I see around, say, supplement A or supplement B. Now listen to what Dr. Peter Atiyah says in answer to that. Well, and that's, you know, this is my whole pet peeve in life. This is Dr. Atiyah. It's like I just can't get enough of the machinating about and arguing about supplement, this supplement versus that supplement. And I feel like you shouldn't be having arguments about um, your until you get your exercise house in order. You shouldn't be arguing about the nuance of the carnivore diet versus the nuance of the paleo diet versus the nuance of your vegan diet. Or vegan diet, I want to say vegan diet. Until your CRF score is at least in the 75th percentile. What a brilliant paragraph. He's saying this. If you don't raise your CRF score to where you're in the top 25% for your age and gender, you don't have to be an athlete to do that at all. I'm 57 and I'm in the top 25% for my age and gender. If you don't do that, he said, stop, folk. This is what he's saying. Who cares about the difference between your paleo diet and your carnivore diet and your vegan diet? What he's saying is, the most impact that you can get is from raising your CRF score. It will cause more health, more longevity, and more healthful longevity than any of those other things you just mentioned. So that's the last part I want that's the last part of the transcript. Here's my response. What about this? Here's a doctor with a podcast audience that had 1.2 million people listen to the episode. What you hear, is the most brilliant confirmation of exactly what I've spent the last five years, or actually a bit longer than that now, teaching people to do in my OutSmart classroom when they use my AI health teacher, DocSmart. Dr. Rutia said in the segment, he comes to the conclusion about five years ago, this is another section that I didn't walk you through, he says in the podcast about five years ago that he came to the conclusion then that CRF scores were the most modifiable risk factor for longevity and lowering your clinical risk of all-cause mortality, meaning counting all the deaths that happen in a group of people, no matter what caused them, includes deaths from diseases, accidents, and other reasons. So the reason we say all-cause mortality because it helps us to understand how many people are dying overall in a population and then can use this information to study health, improve health care, compare mortality rates in different places, and get a big picture of how people are dying so we can make the world a healthier and safer place. Now remember, earlier in this lesson, I said this, Dr. Atiyah is teaching the correct science in that transcript from his podcast, because he's a doctor, but my opinion, his explanation of the framework will not cause listeners to go out and change their behavior around this medical biometric called CRF. So, so a biometric that he rightly states can have a 400% improving, uh, improving your personal physical health status. And here is how I back up my position statement that Dr. T.R. is not teaching the correct learning framework when it comes to CRF scores. Inside my my classroom and my AI health teacher DocSmart, which I'm so excited about that tech, I do something very different Than just explain CRF scores like you, the transcript you just heard, Dr. Atiyah, and my commentary around it. With the help of Professor Ulrich Wissloff, I created a learning framework that, particularly so in DocSmart, that funnels users into behavioural change. So it sends them down a funnel, a change that causes and manoeuvres a user of DocSmart into increasing their CRF score, the world's number one most important medical biometric to increase longevity. So let me give you an explicit example in just a moment of the difference between how DocSmart found inside my OutSmart classroom will send users down a guided pathway, a funnel if you like, compared to any other education platform that you may have come across that teaches just the science or knowledge behind the medical concept. There's one ironclad guarantee I can provide you with after my experience of teaching health and physical education in schools since 1985. It's a long time now. And I've delivered more than 40,000 lessons in these two disciplines I am obsessed with, health and physical activity. Here's the guarantee. Giving learners information about a health outcome does virtually nothing to improve their physical health behaviours. We all have, think about this, we all have the world's knowledge available at our fingertips, usually in our pocket with a mobile phone, more so than ever with ChatGPT. So why does every health and physical education teacher I've ever spoken to, every single health and physical education teacher I've ever seen post on the professional social media groups I belong to, and there's about a million people in all those groups that I belong to. Why well, have none of them ever heard about this health bi- health impact biometric that Dr. Atia mentions in his podcast? Why well, have more than one million, my more than one, this is my career, over my career, I've had more than one million face-to-face conversations with Luna since 1985. I have dozens and dozens and dozens every single day. Why, have, in all those conversations I've had since 1985, why has there no one ever brought up this medical or biometric in conversation? If it's so good, why is it not even a remotely a part of the everyday lexicon? I encourage you, to test this out, to ask a hundred people you've met in your lifetime and ask them if they've ever heard of CRF scores. Don't give them any other information, in relation to health, say, so have you ever heard of CRF scores and how they make you healthy and the impact it has on your longevity? Go ahead and do this. Post it on social media. Have you ever heard of CRF scores and the impact it has on your longevity? And see what you get back from 10,000 people in a social media group. See, here are the problems. Telling people about CRF scores and even giving them the CRF score doesn't change the behavior for 99% of people, probably more. The failure to create these two things, deep knowledge and deep engagement, and the failure to deliver a CRF learning framework that can be relied upon to give the same result every time, which is what in teaching we call collective efficacy. Those three things, a lack of deep knowledge in learners, lack of deep engagement, and a lack of the correct learning framework is the problem. Now. Here comes my explicit example I just spoke about. Dr. Atiyah and every teacher I see worldwide, they share knowledge and information about the concept of CRF scores. They can teach you the test that you need to find out your current CRF score. If you listen to the whole podcast, Dr. Atiyah talks about the test. They can teach you that there's a CRF table. They can show you where you rank for your age and for your gender when it comes to CRF scores. The table will tell you if your score is classified as poor, below average, average, above average, superior, or excellent. All of that is fantastic information about one point in time that references your physical health status after you do the test. The information, though, does not move people. I know, because I've spent 37 years teaching learners face-to-face, I see learning outcomes. This is the difference with me. I see learning outcomes happening in real time in front of me. What moves people to behavioral change is something entirely different. Something I decided to create inside DocSmart, inside my OutSmart classroom. Let me give you an outline. When you use DocSmart, you'll be directed to one of eight initial learning options. One of these, out of the eight, is called the algorithm. I think it's number five. When you choose that option, put in number five into DocSmart, it asks you, which one do you want to choose? It opens up two pathways that set the user or the learner off on a journey that will change their physical health destiny for the better. One choice is a 10-minute lesson about the algorithm. That I help generate that lesson from the work of Professor Wisloff. For the sake of brevity, I'll give you a one-sentence explanation. The algorithm is a health impact score invented by Professor Wisloff from Norway. He and his team of fifty-five researchers over a twenty-year period created a clinically validated biometric that will show the user or learner in real time, daily, if their body is creating positive molecular and physiological improvements required to give to get them to be in a state where they have a 30 to 54% reduction in complications from obesity, catastrophic cardiovascular and diabetes and metabolic disease. The algorithm, maybe not just one sentence, two or three. This algorithm has been validated on over a staggering, colossal 700,000 people worldwide. You can take it to the bank that using the algorithm that you'll hear about in this 10 minute episode will create longevity. The CRF score gives you a point in time. Then you spend the next 12 weeks, six months, 24 weeks, trying to do physical activity, go and retest. Have you improved your CRF score? There's no benefit in that because you're not seeing in real time whether you've done enough physical activity, the correct dose, in order to raise that day today, tomorrow when you do physical activity, What happens if you went to the beach? What happens if you went and took the dog for a walk? What happens if you then went and did some planned physical activity in a gym? Have you done enough to raise your CRF score in six months? You don't want to know about it in six months. You need to know today. Are you creating positive molecular and physiological health adaptations that will reduce your complications from obesity, catastrophic cardiovascular events, diabetes, and metabolic disease? That is the brilliance of what we take you through in DocSmart. DocSmart. Hey everybody, that is my famous transition bell. If you're a regular listener to the show, you'll know I'm up to about 25 minutes for this particular episode, this lesson, and I find that that's too long in terms of I like to break it up. So this actual lesson continues in part two as soon as you're ready to go because it's already been uploaded. I want to finish off. So what's going to happen is we're going to pick up and continue to talk about what comes after the word DocSmart where I just finished. But what I want to do in wrapping up this part one of this particular lesson is I want to finish off on my call to action that I'm now working on and working with every single podcast episode. So every time you hear it, I'm going to give you this call to action or a variation of it as I create more variations. So I've said to people before that in the most recent episodes and recent lessons, depending on when you're picking this one up, I don't use advertising to drive the growth of my podcast lessons. What I've decided to do instead is build a new health technology platform, DocSmart and the OutSmart Classroom, so that that will funnel every user into a state where they become classified as medically healthy. It can be large cohorts of people. Right now, we're in discussions with a business that has a company that has 4,000 employees as one company. My call to action for you is to support this show by grabbing a seat inside my OutSmart classroom. Once there, I'm going to give you DocSmart as an inclusion for free. So we've got the Classroom. Right now, DocSmart and the OutSmart Classroom have only been available to businesses and government departments at a fee that the individual user could never afford. However, for people who've taken the time to be interested in my work via this particular lesson, I'm offering the full version of the OutSmart Classroom and DocSmart for less than one cup of coffee per month, wherever you you buy your coffee. Starbucks is the most popular in America, and we have lots of listeners in America. Thank you for tuning in. I love just got back from Hawaii recently with my family. I love America. So if you want to get to the Outsmart Classroom and grab a seat there and get access to this DocSmart that I've been talking about, and we're going to talk about more at the end of next episode or during the next part, part two of this lesson, go to Outsmart1.com forward slash classroom, the number one, not the word, outsmart One. .com forward slash classroom. If you're a teacher, outsmart1.com forward slash teach. If you're in the workplace, outsmart1.com forward slash work. That's if you're a person who's interested in bringing it to a large cohort in the workplace somewhere. Or if you want to jump the queue, get straight into things, as well as go to those, those websites, go to expert at pe21.com.au. Email me at expertpe21.com.au. Thank you for supporting the show. For those people that are, those people that are using the OutSmart Classroom and DocSmart, I'm so excited about it. Let's get back to now, inviting you to attend the next lesson, part two of this one, which will go for about another 20, 25 minutes. Thanks for joining me, everybody. And thanks for supporting the show. Bye for now.